Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. Hey everyone, hope you're having a great Friday. I can't believe it's already been a week since we've had our last podcast, but alas, here we are. I know, sometimes I feel like these happen, like, it feels like we just posted one and then here we are again. I know, it's crazy how time flies when you're having fun. And we always want to have a video out there, or um, an audio out there for our listeners, so we are being as diligent as we can for you all, but I hope you're having a wonderful new year, and I hope you haven't already broken your resolution, but I'm sure everyone has. Well, I definitely have but what was your resolution um mine was well one of mine was to be more kind oh okay yeah you've broken that but i'm okay overall i'm a very kind person i've just been a little stressed out lately and sometimes it can get the best of me so i was really hopeful that you know i was gonna be able to start the new year fresh and feeling good and it just you know, there's good days and bad days. And you can't expect yourself to always be kind. Like, you're going to, like I said. To quote Haley earlier the other day, I was telling her about how this person got engaged. And she was like, were they happy? I was like, no, they were so upset. And she was like, why is no one nice to me? I didn't say that. I said, why does everyone answer me in a sarcastic, with a sarcastic answer? Either way, she was annoyed. Anyway, today we are going to be talking about something that I think is a really fun topic and also a topic that, I don't know, I, I th- feel like it it isn't talked about that much, but it yeah. definitely is something in the literary world that it's you mentioned. might have, yeah, you might have an opinion of or you've never even actually thought of, but it definitely happens. And I also want to get and talk about it on a writing spectrum as well, because I yeah. have a different view of this as a writer than I think most people would if you were just a reader. Um, this topic also affects publishing houses all the time. So, uh, for no, uh, without further ado, that's the phrase, without further ado, if you didn't pay attention to the title when you clicked on it, the episode today is book series versus standalone. Now, Haley, what is a standalone? Standalone book is a book that literally tells your, its whole story in one book, start to finish. Um, it's a book that the characters and the world lives within that one bound book probably you know it doesn't matter how long it is but it's just it can it's it's by itself it doesn't matter if there's you know other books that the author has written that you know somewhat relate or like are in a similar genre it's more of like these specific characters live in this specific world and this specific storyline and plot and etc so basically, the entire premise up into the climax, up into the conclusion, all happens. For, for the characters happens. themselves, all happens within a book. You can have, in book series, you can have that same thing. You have the premise, the climax, and the conclusion for each book, but the conclusion not for the characters themselves. Yeah, the characters live on in the next two, book. three, four, five, however many books and you have. And go through the same the same pattern and hopefully at the end have a big final conclusion where you really feel like all the character stories have been wrapped up the main like plot line um thread has been resolved and um finished and you can walk away feeling content and yeah yeah so for those of you who totally understand the concept between book series and standalones you're probably like that was the most boring as crap of course i knew that but for those of you who might have been confused, that's a little explanation for you. Now, so we're first going to dig into book series. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then we'll, and then we'll take a little break and then we'll talk a little bit about standalones. And we're going to give some pros and cons to each of them. And at the very end, we have our own preference as to what we prefer and, and what we would lean more towards. But on, honestly, we've read so many of both that it's not really that big of a preference. It's not like we're never going to pick up a book because it's a part of a series or we're never going to just pick up a standalone. So, yeah. So, we we love all books. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, so some... Okay, one of the first uh, pros that I think of with series is that you don't have to say goodbye to the characters. I know, I love that. I love the ability to have a character story uh, continued and see what other adventures are going on. And even, like, if it's the same, like, the same big... Uh, conflict hasn't yet been resolved within the first book. Um, it's fun to it's fun to just continue that on and see where else um, the author is going to take the the characters for sure. That's probably one of my favorite things about a series. I also love the creativity that's behind a series that the author has to have to be able to hold on to um, a reader's attention for however many books. I think is super important and really cool and. Um, a skill that not everybody has. Yeah, and I think I think inherently too, um, with the creativity aspect, the writer has to have some sort of depth with their writing yeah. to the point of like when if you're making a series, like it's character not character building, but character building, but especially world building is so much more important. Oh yeah, and it isn't a standalone because if you're gonna be having these characters who are in the same setting or changing settings all the time in order to keep the action interesting. You're going to need a good understanding of the world that your characters are living in, whether or not they are based on like modern life or history or mm-hmm. their own fantastical world. You have to have some sort of understanding because eventually all these conflicts and drama is not going to be as interesting as maybe some worldly things you can talk about. I think that's why, I mean, we always say that's why I think why Harry Potter is so interesting is because there's this entire world that's created or I'm thinking... Also, like, something like the Lunar Chronicles, an entire part of, like, Asia is modernized and is included with some AI stuff. And then, like, there's an entire country on the moon, mm-hmm. this entire kingdom, and there's, like, these robots and people who are cyborgs. And it's so beautifully crafted Yeah, that you just kind of fall in love with the setting in this world as well as these characters. And I think that's why people also fall in love with like big name series like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and um, play, stuff like that because the readers want to actually go to those places. Mm-hmm. The The authors have created such a realistic world and, and, and they have so much information. It's like no wonder um, J.K. Rowling is still producing different Harry Potter like side series and things like that not necessarily in like a um a novel setting but she's doing the Fantastic Beasts movies and whatnot because she's got so much information about this world it's like series gives the authors an opportunity to share more about this world that they've created instead of trying to shove all these details into like one little one one book yeah, and that's another huge pro um, from a writing perspective and from like a, like if you're talking broadly, like a publishing house perspective, um, book series bring in more money. Yeah. That's more books. It's more pages to publish. Um, and actually the interesting thing is with me researching and publishing my book, I've had to learn that you have to cut down on a lot of editing oftentimes for your first novel because they're unsure how well it'll sell. So that's why the first Harry Potter books are like 300 pages because they were not sure how well Harry Potter was going to sell. So they did 300. When you see later, JK can obviously write books that are up to 870 pages long. She probably could have done that from the beginning if she had been a pre-established writer. Mm -hmm. And so with series, it gives a lot of freedom. It gives a lot of freedom because you're like, okay, if they roughly want me to write maybe 300 to 500 pages regardless, like depending on the length of the series. You know, you're going to get more money. The company is going to get more money. There's going to be more pages technically for the reader because not many publishing houses would publish a really long standalone. Like even if you took a series like like The Hunger Games or something, if that um, had for some reason been put into a giant standalone novel mm-hmm. instead of three individual novels or like Lord of the Rings or something like that, then you would get you'd, a very huge novel, kind of like a Gone with the Wind sort of thing or a War and Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, but those aren't published very frequently because not a lot of people want to pick up a 12,000, no, not 12, sorry, 1,200 page book <laughs> and read it. But you still see those happening. I mean, the Outlander series, all of those books are at almost a thousand, if not surpassing a thousand pages in length. And there's like seven or eight of them. Like there's a lot. Or like the Game of Thrones series, like those books are super long 
But like, again, these are like established writers who are good at doing what they're doing. If you're a debut author, if you're not entirely into the whole literature game, it's going to be beneficial for you if you want to write a lot of information about your world or if you want to write a lot of stuff about your characters that you could fit into maybe a 600 page uh, novel. You might want to, you would probably be encouraged to write even just like a sequel because they want to be able to make the money and they want to be able to ensure that the first book will sell because a th- maybe a 360 page book will sell so much more like two of those will sell so much more than one 600 page book oh definitely and it's less intimidating as a reader to pick it up especially if it's an author you've never heard of before or whatnot i think it's easier to pick up like a smaller book by them first and be like okay i'm just kind of testing them out see if i like them and if you do then it's like oh wow like I could totally have more. And then obviously, like, if that author does well, they're going to have a little more leeway and and are able to um, are able to write longer. And that also is for standalones as well. But in the realm of series, I think coming with a um, coming to the publishing house was a concept and saying, like, I already know like mm-hmm. three more books I could write about this person or I, I already know I've got this and this and this planned like give me a chance you know like yeah. I'll, I'll let me write the first one for you and hopefully I'll be able to get into my other you know that makes me wonder how many books out there were meant to be a series or the author wanted to write a series and wasn't able to because the publishing house was like yeah that's you know? interesting and they had to like cut down on detail and just kind of yeah. put it into one that would be interesting to think about because I bet you there are a lot because I know as a writer you could write on and on and on and on and on about your characters like I can see something like the great alone having been split up into maybe even two two or three books if Chris and Hannah had wanted to write a lot more detail about the time because I think there are also some standalone books that you feel like you're kind of like oh all this stuff is happening all at once like this would just be so much better if Maybe there was a little bit more information. Um, the author took a little bit more time to unwrap everything. Um, but I do think that um, that I do. But I do think that part of the whole series and standalone thing that you have to consider is that with series, you're getting a lot more story. Like you're getting a significantly more story. So if you're the kind of person that you like love the story, or if you're the kind of person who doesn't like the story, you can read the first book Haley and I have done this many times where we read the first book of a series or an impending series and we're like oh we don't like this but if it had been a significantly longer book we would have probably forced ourselves to keep reading the book and then been dissatisfied at the end versus oh it's split up into smaller books we can read the first book not a really huge fan of it and then we can not finish the series so I think that is also maybe a con of series Mm -hmm. because if you have a reader or like if you have a lot going on in your um like a planned in your plot and you're like waiting for each book to get come out and um maybe like the first book or so isn't as super interesting but you're like oh but but Mm -hmm. once you get to book three or whatever yeah some um, people don't want to trudge through to book three yeah you might lose readers because they're already struggling to get through like one and two because you know like the way that you have your storyline set up people might not get to everything in your series yeah and I do think that that is also just a really I think one of the like the biggest cons for series in my opinion is um as a reader if they're even if it's a really good series that you really love the waiting period mm-hmm. between books I, yeah. I think that's like one of the worst things about series is it's like oh, oh my gosh, look, at this is a really awesome book. And there's like three more that are just like it, except you have to wait one to two years between all of them. Oh, yeah. That sucks. That's happened so many times with us. And we lose it. We definitely lose deep interest. You in lose interest books. and you also like forget what's going on. Like I just read a book, um, which is the third in a series. Um, it's called Ember in the Ashes is the series. And the third book I read was A Reaper at the Gates. And I read the first two back to back because they had both been um, published already by the time I picked them up. But, and the second one had just come out, but that was two, almost now, she took some time, almost now three years ago. Um, cause it's 2019. What? Uh, and when I picked up this third book, I had to actually sit on YouTube and be like, look up like, um, 
synopsis of like past book of you know like ember in the ashes or torch against the night like the other two because i didn't want to just dive in and be missing details Mm -hmm. or like you know like maybe they'll say someone's name and that's supposed to mean something to me but because Mm -hmm. i've waited for like i haven't read these names in this book plot for two Mm -hmm. almost three years it's like uh oh wait I'm guessing that was supposed to mean something to yeah. me, you know? So every time you have to do a refresher. And I, yeah, and I think that's... And I think it can lose its magic it, sometimes. It does. I will say some of my favorite series that I've ever read are series that I've read the books back to back because they were all out by the time I got to it, which is my favorite way to read series is by waiting until the books are all out. Even if the books have gotten a lot of hype, I usually am like, okay, I'm going to wait read them when there's enough out that it'll make more sense to read. So we did that with the Lunar Chronicles. We read the first three books pretty much um, uh, like back to back. And then the fourth book came out a couple months later by the time we finished the third one. And so that was not that big of a gap. But there are books like the Red Queen series, which we got into right when the Red Queen first came out, like Mm -hmm. in 2014, Mm -hmm. maybe even 2013. Um, and so we got into Red Queen, like, right then. We loved it. It was so, it was kind of Hunger Gamesy, but in a totally new way. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, one, I personally think that that book series lost its magic from the first book. Because mm. in the first book, it was very, like, there's these powers in this girl who, why does she exist? And it's, there's this, all this intrigue. Yeah. Which is basically solved in the second book. Yeah. And then it's just, like, tracking down similar people in the third book. And it seems like the third book and the fourth book are just, and it's from the second book, it's just, like, battles. Yeah. In these very weird locations that are mentioned only a few times. And so there's no real good definition in your mind of what these places are like. Um, and I think what even made that harder was we did read them as they came out. So we walked, we read the Red Queen book and then we waited and then we read Glass Sword and then we waited and then we read King's Cage and then we waited and then we read War Storm. And so with each time, like, I also think the author didn't, uh, do as good of a job, Victoria Aviard with this, but she didn't, as we talked about, I think I talked about Harry Potter before that JK Rowling is really good at easing you into each book yeah and with red queen it was just kind of like you were jumping back into the action mm-hmm. and like there was no reminders of who people were so like you'd be yeah. like midway through the book and then you'd be like oh wait that's that person from like two books ago that did that thing that was really yeah. significant and we didn't hear from them for a book and a half yeah it's like she um yeah it's like uh it's like she kind of just like decided i'm gonna chunk it up here 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 mm-hmm. There's not going to be any reintroduction of things. It's not like things are going to really conclude. She does really good cliffhangers at the end of her books because mm-hmm. it kind of just stops. And then when you pick up the next one, it's like, oh, literally what, right yeah, where I left right off. <laughs> so it's just really interesting. And with that series in particular, I thought it could have ended at the third book yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. So Warstorm came out this summer and when we read it, we kind of had a hard time getting through it and just tried to buckle down because it was just like battle after battle. And, mm-hmm. and like, there didn't seem like there was like resolution in sight. And like, even the way it ended was kind of like, Meh. it was just kind of like the main character, like the main bad guy who'd been so vigilant at being bad, just kind of was like, ah, I'll give up. Yeah. It was a very mellow, melodramatic, melodramatic. Yeah. yeah melodramatic for sure. Um, so I guess that's like an, a con of a series is that um, we've also talked about with Match, which I think Red mm. Queen kind of comes with this. is like, oh, not Match. Sorry. Matched is awesome. If Matched you've never read great. the Match series, that one's great. I, I was literally thinking about how much I wanted to reread that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me talk about Match really quick and then I'll go back to my point. The Match series, each book can stand on its own. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got, they've each got their own, like, They've each got, I mean, it's the same characters, but they each have their own like, style and their own, very like... very unique story. Yeah, and their own environments as yeah, well. completely different that, places in that each one. That really helps because um, I think it helps, like, break it up in your mind mm-hmm. and you're able to appreciate... It's like you you have the same characters, you love your characters, mm-hmm. and they're going through something new. There's a diff- mm-hmm. There's like a twist that you would never expect where the first book is to where the third book ends. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, that the third book, book is, is that one's awesome. Third book's amazing. But I what I was gonna say with um, we had talked about this with uh, 
Oh my word, I'm totally blanking now. Can you describe what the book series is? Mm-mm. Why did Matched sound familiar to you? Is it the Firebird? No. It's it's left me. It's left Nuh-uh. me. Yeah. Uh No. I know. I got so what excited about Matched. Should look at your bookshelf. It's right there. It's not any of these. Are you sure? Yeah. Um It's not Firebird. Mm-mm. Diabolic. No. What is it? It's a series we've talked about in the past where maybe it's Divergent. Divergent. Okay. <laughs> it's Divergent. <laughs> so Red Queen and Divergent kind of do the same thing where, well, actually Divergent's worse. When we Divergent's talk about Divergent so of how it seemed like the author didn't know where her story was going. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of was like, I feel like Red Queen was mm-hmm. a little bit the same, but okay. I think she knew where the series was going, but... I she just kind of yeah. concluded it in a weird way. Yeah. They both kind of just have like meh endings. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I hear, Here's what I think is the most important when you write a series. I think for a series to work well, you have to have it be independent story, independent story, independent story, same characters. Okay. But not... And I think that's what Matched Match does three independent yeah. stories yeah. within the same characters. They there's still this overlying thing that they're trying to get over, mm-hmm. but still like the biggest hurdles are very different things in each book. Yeah. In something like Red Queen, and that like is, Hunger Games does that too. Yeah, they've Hunger got Games very separate, but yeah. there's still like an overlying thing. Yeah, yeah. Like the capital that they have to get over, but there's mm-hmm. three separate stories. What I think is an issue with Red Queen is it's this battle against one person very like it's like all four books it's kind of spanning the same story. Mhm. There's not really this separate this is a separate story. This is very much yeah. like this is a very long story about the same people and I'm just going to chop it yeah, into Yeah. That's what four I just parts. said earlier. No, but I think that there's like a difference between like a very like it's kind of like what you said earlier but i feel like there's a difference between like one story one story one story. no no but i'm saying i said that about red queen where it's oh, like yeah, literally she like and she just it. like chopped it up yeah you know it's true like and i think that and i think a similar thing happens in divergent where she did a weird thing though i think where she for the first two books it was like the same story that she chopped in half yeah and then the third book was like a completely separate storyline mm-hmm. and i think that was the issue was there's this incomplete pattern in the book series as well, where you're suddenly like, where did this come from? Like, this feels totally out of left field. Um, and I think also the Lunar Chronicles and um, the Firebird, se- Firebird series. So if you haven't read Firebird, highly recommend. It's about um, uh, jumping through different dimensions, and I love it. But I think what the Lunar Chronicles and Firebird does really well is that, again, it's that separate. Like, Cinder has four separate stories. They're all connected, but they focus on different people. The Lunar Chronicles has four yeah, stories. Lunar yeah, Lunar Chronicles, four, uh, four different stories. Cinder, Scarlet, Cress, and Winter following um, a fairy tale, but changed up. So it's like Cinderella, Red Riding Hood, Rapunzel, and Snow White. Um, and then the Firebird series has three distinct storylines because of the different dimensions that the people will jump to mm-hmm. and so i think that that's super beneficial um and that's like would be a pro if all series were that way mm-hmm. so it's but like they're a, not it's not <laughs> or like like the middle book syndrome that's a big mm. con oftentimes series like the uh, maybe it's called middle book but it's often like the second book of a series doesn't live up to the expectations of the first one yeah so for example if there's three books then it's like the first book really draws your attention and the second book is kind of like the filler. And then the third book is like where the action and conclusion mm-hmm. actually happens. So you kind of have to get through that middle book yeah. to get to what the author really wants yeah. to do. In and you, I mean, you, I think you also see it with series of four. Like, I definitely think that like to bring up Twilight, I think New Moon, it's like it's the one that kind of stands out is very different. New yeah. Moon is very different than the rest of them because... Bella and Edward aren't together in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, or like Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. That one is actually not as different as the rest of them. Yeah. That one is almost always everyone's least favorite because it mm-hmm. doesn't fulfill the expectations of the first one as well. Because I think there's just this extra pressure to be as good as you yeah. were before. But I think too, and this I think is just going to be my last point with um, just, I think this is a pro 
but it's a con if it's not done very well, is that when you have those book series and each individual book has their own kind of story with the same characters and then like the overall like like what we were just saying, um, I think when an author starts a book, if they don't know what the overall, like the overarching like, um, like theme is or like their plot or whatever, um, or they don't know actually where the characters are going to end up, then it just can get so derailed. And so mm-hmm. even if there's individual stories, like I'm thinking Harry Potter, mm-hmm. like J.K. Rowling there, knew. There like when you, connect. Yeah, and as you read the book, she like at the very end starts revealing like, oh, this was kind of like, like a, there was like a hint here and, you know, here and here. And in this book, it talks about this and you didn't know what that was then, but now that you're in the fifth or sixth or seventh mm-hmm. book, now you're actually knowing what's going on. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the most beautiful things about that series in particular is just how she crafted it of like, yes, there's individual adventures, but she knew where they were going to end up. She knew how things were going to finish and she was able to like tap into like I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 either done poorly in which you don't plan well, yeah, or it's done amazing in which you can read a series over and over again, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this makes sense because this this later book, this big thing makes more sense because it was actually like alluded to yeah. in the first book instead For of something sure. that just comes out of out of nowhere. You're suddenly like, oh wait, like the yeah. author actually and, had this. And in that place. what I I think that's what helps tie a series together. Mm-hmm. That so those little things. Yeah, that's going to tie a series together. And that's something that I love about a series. Because even though, like, again, there's going to be maybe individual stories. Those little illusions and, like, mm-hmm. the overall arcing plot. Like, that's, that's what I love about a series. With the start of the new year, you kind of want to have a new you. And with 2019, Brooke and Binding is going to be a little different. If you've been following us on Instagram or checking out our WordPress blog, keep doing that, but keep your eyes peeled for what's to come. Okay, now that we have bored you with some ads, it's time to talk about the second half of our debate, standalones. (laughs) All right, so actually out of series and standalones, I would say that we both probably read more standalones, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so. I think they're easier, especially because of Book of the Month. Book of the Month, not a sponsor. Um, I think with Book of the Month, it's a lot easier because they just send you standalones each month and you're able to pump those out pretty quick. Um, And sometimes finding a good series can be really hard. So it's kind of easy to be like, oh, if I don't like this, at least I only have to read 200 or 300 pages Mm -hmm. and then be done. I don't have to you know, try to stick with a series to see if it gets better. I also think that it's a lot more common, at least in my experience, for series that are not like, I don't know, like 15 books long or something, you know. Like very good series tend to be found in young adult fiction. Oh, yeah. And we spent a lot of time in young adult fiction, especially when Haley was in college and I was in high school. But now that Haley has, like, turned into an adult, like, which is really weird, and I'm in college, like, it's a lot more common for us to be reading adult fiction, which doesn't often fall under a series category. No, not really. Those are mostly standalones. Um, Obviously, there are some that are exceptions, but those are ten- those tend to be in, you know, fantasy stuff like mm-hmm. um like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. But there are a lot of benefits to standalones and there's there's definitely some cons. So we're gonna explore that. Um I would say probably one of the best pros to a standalone is once you read the book from front to back, you know the entire story and there is no waiting around. You know, you get everything all set to you. It's like it's like if you got your entire meal all in one sitting, you could see everything from the appetizer to the dessert. And you can just see it all. And it's like this beautiful aesthetic of like, now I, I just know it all. I have everything in front of me. It, it definitely like plays around with that part of me that doesn't, that is like the, what's it called? Delayed gratification. Like I'm not very good at delayed gratification. So it's nice because it's like, oh, the entire story is right here. Like there's going to be resolution. Like all I have to do is get to the end and you know, I'm going to know everything I need to know. And there's not going to be like an awful like cliffhanger at the end. Definitely. (laughs) You're going to (laughs) go. I mean, I, I'm disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm thinking about 
all the standalones that I have. And I was just actually thinking about, um, I just finished reading The Sinner, um, which I talked about. Um, but I, I was so excited to get to the end of that book because that book can be pretty confusing. Um, and which is, I think part of its wonder and pretty, it's awesome. It was really good. I actually liked it, but, um, I was like so frustrated during some of it because I was like, this, none of this is making sense. Who is telling the truth? Who is lying? What is the actual story? I just want to know. And finally, when I got to the very end, it kind of lays it all out for you. And it was like, yay. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I can close this book, have a better understanding of like what the heck all of that was going on. And it's like, oh, now I see how it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like it all kind of, it all unfolds for you. And I think thrillers work mm-hmm. the best in standalone. I've never oh, read yes. a thriller series. That would be Not really interesting. I'm sure ex- there's one that exists somewhere. Or at least like a part of like some sort of I don't even know like the proper word. It's not series, but it's like kind of like similar, like the girl with the dragon tattoo or something, you know? Like that author always writes stuff about like the girl with blah blah blah. And those are kind of thrillery. They're at least like suspenseful. Yeah, but it's it's but yeah, it's not and there's the like same. a yeah, exactly. But I think thrillers are really good at standalone because the author is able to really like unfold a ton for you, and then bam, like at the very end, just I don't know, not that they're okay. So they're unfolding things in a sneaky way throughout, mm-hmm. and at the very end, they're like, you know, drop the mic. Mm-hmm. look at what I created and now you see all the little hints I was going for and all this stuff and I think a thriller would be really hard to do in a series because even though yes you probably have people's attention it would be hard because it'd be like oh there's a specific detail that that I talked about in book one that hopefully no one forgot or it was a yeah. little hint you know and stuff it so. would be even worse than some of the other series that are trying to like keep you wrapped up in the attention yeah, it'd of be like so hard. stuff that they dropped in the very beginning. Yeah, it would be so hard. So standalones work really well for books like that. Um, I think even sometimes historical fiction is a really good idea to have mm-hmm. just a standalone, even though, again, I could see a you know historical fiction mm-hmm. like series that's also out there for sure. But I, I really love, like what Maddie said, I love the conclusion that a standalone brings. It's all right in front of you. You can sit down, you'll hear, you know, there's the, there's the intro, the climax, the conclusion, and you can close that book and feel satisfied that you know what it's about. Yeah, and I think... There's no questions. Yeah, and there's, I think there's just kind of also like, I mean, when you, if you're comparing books to a different sort of entertainment, I mean, the standalone books is to movies as the series is to TV shows. Oh, that's good. You know, so like this, the normal standalone book like that can be very easily translated into the idea of a movie in which you start the movie, maybe it's like two hours long. And by the end of those two hours, you know, all of the things that the characters are going through are going to be finished. Mm-hmm. And you can get a really good, I think, very touching story when you have it kind of all wrapped up um, in there for you. I think some of the most beneficial things for a standalone is when it's when they kind of treat it like a series. Mm-hmm. Hear me out for this. Some of the things that we said were the best about series is those little hints that it leaves in the beginning. You can do the same with a standalone. I think that there are good standalones that aren't thrillers that have like these tiny details in the beginning that leave you with a very good ending. Like maybe one that's a little bit sappier or something that like maybe... I'm I'm just like throwing this out there, but like a like a story about like a young couple and one of them passes away or something. I don't know. Oh and my like, god! And like yeah. names like the child after like their their spouse's like favorite song or something. Like something super tiny in the beginning, but makes you like realize that there's a lot more depth. Or like mm-hmm. some of my favorite things are. And this can I feel like only really works well with standalones uh, is when you have kind of a, like a flashback moment. Oh, I was just about to say flashbacks. No, you were not. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yes, I was. Flashbacks are amazing in standalones because they work similar to a series as, but they but they get it all done in one. They get it all done in time. one. Yeah, and it's it's cool because 
the flashback kind of provides for you the information you would have needed if it had been a series. That's true. That's but without very true. having to rely on your own memory. Yeah, that's really good. They're kind of just like, hey, like this thing happens. I'm not telling you to remember it because like to remind you of it because you didn't know that. But this is this is like it lays out the things that are most important, the memories that are most important without you needing to piece it up together yourself because they had previously mentioned it a couple books back. Oh, 100%. And when you were talking about like a a couple that was in love and maybe one of them dies, I was like, oh, the notebook. <laughs> I'm like, that is like literally, I I am in love with the notebook. Like, yeah. If you have never even seen or read that book, like the movie is amazing. But mm-hmm. my goodness, like, I know that's probably the most like girliest, like whatever. I mean, I did read almost all of Nicholas Sparks growing yeah. up. So... But that, I, oh man, I've got a special place in my heart. I would literally say it's probably, that's my favorite movie of all time. I don't know if I would say it's my favorite book, but definitely favorite movie. But I think that it's because just... It's because of those flashbacks. It it's is. Because it's of the, the way. It's because of the way that he ties together mm-hmm. the importance of the past with the snippets of the, of the present, of the present. Mm-hmm. that make, actually, it's kind of like reverse. Mm-hmm. The, the hints that are dropped in the present of things that yeah. we actually don't know about are revealed are revert, in revealed. the flashback. And it's, I, I, I just think it's so beautiful with standalones because it's and in the kind of inverse way of like, Oh, with the series, the writers can expand on so many things. And you get so much information with standalones. It's so nice because it's like, this is what is the most important that you need to know. Like yeah. if you need to, I feel like with standalones, I feel like I need to extra read every single word because I know Every part of that is in there for a reason, especially with the whole, like, authors having to minimize what they're writing because, like, the publishing house doesn't want to publish too many pages on a book that they're unsure of will succeed. You know that every single one of those words is going to be meaningful. Every single one of those scenes is going to have a purpose in the end, if, at least if it's really good writing. And so that's kind of nice of, oh, instead of just kind of, like, hoping I catch on to the most important things with each book it's kind of like squeezes it all together for you in this compact little story that I mean I think standalones are the ones that I probably flip through the fastest because they have so much information just soaked up into one book oh definitely so we've got a lot of pros for standalone I think mm-hmm. I, w- I would say so what are, are we... some cons I know I was thinking what what are some cons I know I well I, I, there's a lot going for standalones I think one of the cons could even be another side of a pro that everything does have to be so like tight like I don't know there's not a lot of room for development especially Mm -hmm. if it's like a shorter book Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not thinking about those classics that like what Maddie referenced earlier that can be like 500 600 pages long that's a standalone but they're like huge and they have Mm -hmm. so much detail which i think those are the sweet spot in the best books ever oh yeah they're so good long standalones are because because they they don't leave out the details they don't leave out the details that maybe some other shorter standalones end up doing just to like well let's just keep let's just keep the plot moving let's just Mm -hmm. keep going you know like it's like let's not make let's make sure that the reader is not bored and all this stuff and you know, back then it was like, I don't care. This is my story. <laughs> like, this is how it's going to go. And maybe this part is boring, but there's a purpose to it and all this stuff. And so I think a con is, especially nowadays, I feel like the fiction that comes out, the standalones that come out are maybe sometimes too concise. I don't know yeah. if that's the right word, but they're just so, like, so wrapped up that I feel like sometimes there are some... uh like plot holes. There are mm-hmm. some there are some ends that don't get fully tied up because mm. they didn't have the freedom or the or the um ability to expand on specific elements. So, you know, especially again with some thrillers, like I, I'm just thinking actually of I think like The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager or um something along those lines where it's like it moves so quickly that unless the author at the very, very end make sure everything is all tied up. You can finish the story and then be like, oh, wait, wait, what happened to like this person or what happened about yeah, like, this situation? Yeah, they're not given the ability to expand. Yeah, they're them. not given the ability to expand. So. I do think also something that um, standalones lose 
And it's very important to me, which is why I think I really enjoy the longer standalones. Personally, very much like Hearts Invisible Fury is always going to be a favorite of mine. Um, I think one of the issues is you don't get as much character development with the standalone. Um, oftentimes, because they're focusing on what is most important in the moment, um, you often lose these tiny little character kind of like quirks that would be in a longer book. Like maybe maybe something that just kind of helps you the character become more real and more human to you is when you find out that they only like soft-boiled eggs, which seems totally redundant. That doesn't really matter in the story in the long run. But maybe that's one of those moments that, like, if it was allowed to be stayed in because it was a series, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, I remember that character only likes soft-boiled eggs. Mm. And maybe that could get referenced later. Or maybe that's just a way that you can connect to the character. And that's, like, a really tiny, like, a very weird thing. But there are definitely things that I think about in my writing where I'm like, I want to include this because I know... Either I'm referencing someone in my own life and it's kind of like a little like wave to them or I am using it as a way to make the character a little bit more real and authentic and you kind of have to cut that part out and kind of just focus on the main plot line because you don't have that room to stretch and expand. Definitely. And that's that's what I was hinting at as well. Um, and actually when you're talking about like those little quirks and stuff, um, not a book but a movie came to my mind. Um, is about time. Yes, that that, oh my God. and we love that. B- that is movie, my absolute but. favorite movie. I love it so much. Oh, but that movie, it's like that movie gives room. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's an like obvious storyline. There's an obvious, you know, um, you if you've not seen it, go go see. It. I'm please, not going to tell please anything watch it. about Stop it. Stop this podcast right now. I'm not even lying. Stop it right now. I'm going to be silent for you so you can pause it. But come back later. Come back later. Watch it. Watch it. But then but pause right now and go watch the movie. Just do it right now. It's so good. But I love that that movie, it's like a good book. It's like a, such a, it just feels, it feels so like good. feels like a book. And it's because there's freedom. It gives, there's like little moments that like, or little things that you learn about the characters or like maybe like a montage that happens that you're just like, Oh my gosh, they're so cute and mm-hmm. and you and you get to see it's like you're you're glimpsing into someone's like real life. Yes, you are. And it's not like, okay, let's just stick with the action or the most important things. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like oh, they they go to the same t- station every day to go to work. But and, they take opposite trains so you get to see yeah, them. Yeah, and so it's, it's like super cute. It's stuff and, like that where it's like the day the day-to-day little things mm-hmm. um sometimes have to be cut out in especially well it depends on the genre but they'd have to be cut out in a standalone because a lot of times there's pressure to maybe be under a specific amount of pages um make sure that the reader is not losing interest yeah keep that and all that stuff um but i would say one book in particular that i'm just thinking of that does a good job of not um cutting out some boring stuff but it's like getting to know the character more is Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. That mm. book does not, it, it lets you have an actual glimpse into her daily life. There's not a lot of action. It's a little, it's kind of more romantic, but it's more of just like about this girl and her day to day. And, and it's, some might think it's boring, but it also just like gives you room to breathe. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I, I think if it's done well, you know, standalones can include those things. But a lot of times I feel like they're cut out. I do think, though, there's, I mean, there's different genre. I feel like standalone can have way more genres than series can because it it takes a, it takes a certain type, type of genre to expand it over several books. Like I said, like fantasy or um, science fiction. Those are really easy ones to expand. Or like, action. I don't know, action or something like, or like a mystery or or even even if you want to go to like a like a smaller area even just stuff like um Bridget Jones where it's like you following this quirky character or me before you oh you yeah most people don't know but me, me before, before you, you is a series that series is one of my favorites because there's room to breathe in it mm-hmm. honestly like but i will you, also you say, fall in love with the character and her quirkiness but i will also say that this is an i think me before you is an example of a series that is also just a, like the book, the first book is just, it just feels like a standalone. 
yeah. to the point of like I don't think that they would make a second. I, they might be making a second movie, but I yeah. don't know if they are. But like, it's it also very it also story. follows our each book needs to have their own plot line. That is true. It and, follows that very well with the same characters. Yeah, but for for standalones in general, I think they're very good at having multiple different genres represented in the standalone. So like like I think the ones that kind of cut on the details a bit more are maybe some of the romances that are focusing on like the like the romance and the huge conflict that tears them apart and stuff like that. But things like an like Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Something that's more focused on like a coming of age story regardless of how old the character is or something that focuses on someone's entire lifetime timeline especially has to do with this of like I've said before like I think books that are mainly focused on one person's event of their life and they focus on it over 300 some pages to me that's not as interesting of even like a 300 page book that looks at little glimpses of someone's life as they get older because again you get that you kind of get that whole view Kind of like you would with a series, but you get it in one book. So there's no waiting. There's no, like, wondering what happens next. There's no, like, completely stretched out um, details that aren't necessary, but with allowing a little room for the quirkiness. Well, it doesn't sound like you've given much con to a standalone. Oh, I can give a lot more con if you go on. No, no, no. I'm just saying, (laughs) I feel like you've kind of already revealed your favorite based on all of your pros i have not revealed my favorite i can definitely give more cons if that makes you feel better no i think we have a good list of some cons Mm -hmm. but i i I would say one of my biggest cons about standalones is i think the lack of character development like i want to reiterate that like that's for sure so hard for me because you can read so many standalones and some of them may emotionally affect you, but maybe sometimes you just go through them so quickly that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but with a series, it's like you're committed. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, I think I could, I mean, I just read a book. I Like, I've read, I read so many books since, like, in between, like, two of our podcasts that were, like, not necessary for me to talk about. But I read the book The Girls by Emma Klein, and I read that book in a day on New Year's Day. And I don't think I can tell you the main character's name. Mm-hmm. Because you just inhaled it. Because I just inhaled it. And, and the character like... developed, the characters didn't stick with you. Mm-mm. I, I'm trying to think right now. I do not think I can actually think mm-hmm. of her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I'm, there's Su- 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 Suzanne is the name of one of the characters, but I don't really think I can remember <laughs> the main character. And like, but it could be it's first person. Um, but again, it's one of those like standalones. You can just kind of zip on through them. Um, and so that can be an issue too of maybe they don't stick with you as well. And maybe those characters don't impact your life as much. So, so what, I think it's time for us to say which ones are our favorite. I think it's pretty clear already. (laughs) Well, Uh, for the record. For the record, I prefer standalones. (laughs) I just, if I want to just add on a little bit, but I, I think the best parts of standalones are just this beautiful story that gets kind of wrapped up in a nice package for you in which I mean I can just sit and I can read and I can read them and I feel like the standalones will affect me more um than like a series would just because unless it's like I read the series back to back because when you inhale the entire story kind of within a few days or just within even one day you get such a beautiful glimpse of a character's life or as a story progresses, that I think becomes unmatched to a series. But I'm also someone that would probably prefer to watch a movie than watch a TV show. So maybe there's something with that, that kind of related with that. And I am a person who I think I prefer a series, but I do have a few stipulations. One, I would prefer if the books are mostly out or mm-hmm. if they are coming out, that they come out more rapidly. Um, and I feel like I had another stipulation. That's a pretty big one. And another thing that I just love about a series is like we were talking about the character development and, um, oh, another stipulation. It all honestly comes down to the author. Mm. If the author doesn't write the series well or the standalone well for that matter, like, well, especially a series, it's hard to stay committed. And, um, I think... It honestly, 
a good book like we've talked about before it all comes down Mm -hmm. to the author their vision the plot and how well they can execute it Mm -hmm. but my preference definitely is a series because you do get that character attachment you really feel like you're a part of that story in their lives and when it concludes you're like I feel like I'd like a part of me is like missing now (laughs) or like you just get so it's just that's why like I love reading Harry Potter every year Mm-hmm. because it's like coming back to an old friend like even even when those books were coming out and like you read them as they were coming out like it there's so many of them and they're so good that they keep your attention but also you're like oh my gosh oh ron he's being so ron or oh hermione like you you're have, so smart you know the, like there's things of it's like you have friends like i mean Haley doesn't make you feel, doesn't make you feel like you have friends <laughs> i have friends i'm Haley saying, actually has probably more friends i have a lot of friends but it, it, they they touch you those characters they can touch you in a way that i feel like standalones don't always but again it's up to the author if an author is able to really capture a character and let you let the reader in on that character's life and just get emotionally attached then Mm -hmm. job well done yeah again if you want to know more about what makes a good book listen to our episode what makes a good book you can hear us unpack that detail a lot more um but yeah, so it's interesting. We're sisters that have grown up loving books, but we actually have a different preferences. So Haley, what book are you reading now? I am reading Your One and Only by Adrienne Finley. Mm. It is a young adult science fiction about the last human on Earth. Ooh. But they're not alone. They're surrounded by human clones. Interesting. <laughs> Essentially human clone falls in love with real human and what's the consequences we'll find out what about you i am currently reading a little life by oh my gosh i don't remember the author's name (laughs) but the cover is this man in black and white and he is crying and actually i first became intrigued by this book because i took a buzzfeed quiz that was like two, two years ago that was like what book should you read based on your answers to these questions or whatever? And I got a little life. Oh, Buzzfeed. <laughs> and I put it on my to-read list. I, I can't like, believe you actually trusted that to, like, help you but in real life. I didn't get the book until Christmas this year. So it's been a couple of years. I think A Little Life came out in 2016. Um, and so it basically follows these guys um, when they're, like, living in New York. They're kind of, like, beatnik era. Um, and it follows, like, their lives. And um, specifically one guy and how their lives are just changed and it's supposed to be very sad so i'm really excited about it excited about sadness that's awesome awesome (laughs) always the best love my love my sad standalones oh gosh well thanks for taking a break from reading now go flip some pages Now that we have just bored you with the wonderful ads, <laughs> it's time to talk about standalones. Ooh. Hey, we can't give away which one's our favorite yet. <laughs> I don't know. I love standalones. I read standalones more than I read series. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> not good. <laughs> not good. 